So this week at Interview with a Wire, we had a special guest in a special podcast. It was really fun. It's about fencing. So I'm not going to spoil it. I'm going to let the, you guys watch the interview and uh, make your opinion. But um, I made, personally, a lot of connection between uh, fighting and fencing, and uh, especially our style, like the point fighting. Uh, so I really like the podcast. The more we go, the more um, I understand it. And uh, it was really a good podcast. And it was a, totally a surprise. And that's what the podcast is all about, you know, um, discovering new things that we don't know. Because uh, sometimes, you know, when you stay in the same area of the of, of style, we hear we heard like the story that, that look alike. Like sometimes it's not always the same. But today it was all new. It was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, so have a good have a good podcast this week, guys. And uh, this week for you guys, if you want to support us, you can subscribe to our Patreon. And I have to say that uh, we have a loyal Patreon that are here from day one and still support us. And we have new Patreon lately. But if you want to help us to grow and to continue because uh, it costs some fees for us to do this, uh, go subscribe. And we have exclusive content, especially this week with Andre, our guest of this week. We kind of did almost the same time for you guys on Patreon that we did for the podcast. So you have a really big bonus uh, waiting for you if you subscribe. And uh, go check out our content. We have hours of exclusive content uh, in French and we have uh, many bonus content in English too. So go subscribe, support us and have a good podcast. Catrice nous rappelle d'où on arrive Les combos qu'on doit livrer quand le destin chavire Guerrier, on fera ce qu'il faut pour la famille Cœur de lion, œil de tigre, on a la paix dans la mire The battles are never ending, I know But we will get up and get on with the fight And we'll do whatever for what is right Just put your trust in us and So this week at Interview with a Wire, we have a special guest who is, uh, you know, that's the whole point of the, the, the podcast, to learn and go see not only in karate, but like in every other aspect. So this week, we're going to have a special guest, uh, Andre Hajar Sese. So uh, hi, Andre. Thanks for coming tonight and uh, hi, to give hi, some Dave. time. Thank you, guys, for having me. Well, uh, so, uh, Andre, how did you start? Like, first, introduce what you're doing and uh, how did you get into that? So what I'm doing is uh, a scream historic or historical fencing and uh, our art uh, that we actually do, it's called Destreza. It's a Spanish martial art based on the use of the sword. Okay, the use of the sword, the normal one or the standard one that we use is the rapier. Okay, rapier is this sword. Uh, you might have seen it in the movies of Musketeers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And is that the, the Zoro has too? Uh, the Zoro had the very similar one. Had some, oh, yeah. some, had, 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 <laughs> no, but it's, it's small, you know, and yes. it's, it's like he has a protection. And, yeah. yeah, the Zoro one was something like this, but with a thicker mm. blade. It's, it's what uh, some people call nowadays a spadrun. Uh, it's, it's a mixture of a, of a rapier, side sword, and a small sword. Um, it's sure that we can talk about them uh, if you want. Uh, the particularity of the rapier is that it's the first sword that became used in a civil uh, in a civil nature. It means civilians were using this kind of sword. So we have masters, uh, maestros that they were writing about it. 
so people can know. And it was not mm. just something reserved for the militaries. So let's get back to where it all begins. Uh, I saw in your bio that you did uh, Asian martial arts. So what did you do first before you came Yeah, when, when I was a kid, dancing. I started with uh, judo. And okay. uh, I did uh, three years of judo at least. And then uh, with the years, well, I practiced a lot of sports, but always interested in martial arts. Uh, for example, I did Kung Fu uh, until uh, the green belt. But but it was when I was like old, when I was like on my 20s that I discovered uh, historical fencing by a friend. He told me that uh, they, they use real swords because they are not made of plastic. It's metal. They hit hard. And, and yes, they were doing martial arts with swords and not just anything, not just hitting themselves with swords. They were actually learning the methods uh, in a base in a, that they are written in books. And that got me really interested. Fencing is an interesting world. Um, uh, I saw some, uh, I don't know if you watch on the Netflix Wednesday, but they have a fight of fencing. Like she has a black gear and uh, which is non-traditional. And uh, she told uh, her teacher didn't like that uh, yeah. because uh, it was a black outfit. And uh, so traditionally it's white, I guess. Right. Exactly. And, and well, for the, for the common fencing rules, uh, they have to wear white and only the maestro has black. It's one okay. of the things that in our club in Spain, when I started in, in 2008, we were all dressing black. And by the higher association that was, was over us, we're not happy about it because we were breaking the rules yeah. of the code of dressing. But but if you check, uh, because I have here a, a jacket that, that you can check, this is that what, what we have. Um, Almost everyone in United States, Canada, the, the jackets that they use for, for historical fencing are black. It's because, I don't know, it looks, it looks cooler. It, will, it looks better. <laughs> and and, and did, how did you start fencing? Did you just start doing class or you start competition too? Because uh, I guess it's a thing that you have to, like, you don't have choice, but like to go and fight with people. So how does that work? Is like automatically or yes, like, uh, exactly. people can do it just for fun? G good question, because, because it's an option to fight. Uh, I met people that they were only thinking in, in learning the, the method of using the sword, controlling the sword of the other. They were only wanted to, to do the techniques and not fighting. <clears throat> and usually you find uh, the opposite. People that they don't want to read, they don't want to learn the books, the glossary that there is behind, and they just want to fight. Okay, so you have to try to make those balance. You cannot push anyone to, to read or fight, of course. It's, it's up to them. But for me, in my case, I'm really interested in the, in the whole thing, reading what's behind, uh, learning new methods, because there are dozens of uh, methods uh, behind it, not just the destreza. Uh, there is the Italian school, the French school, the German school, the English school. And also I love, I love fighting. The, the first day I grabbed a sword, uh, I had my jeans, I had boots because I, I was not prepared to, to do the class and they gave me a sword and I, I did sparring the first day. Uh, I'm proud to say that. Something that we don't let actually the students do. Usually how long does it take before they can go in actual duel? 
or fight? Uh, it depends. It depends on the person of how how sure they feel about it and and how how the maestro sees that the student. It's also unconscious that there is another person behind and they have to be careful. Like like they have to have a, a, a responsible mentality behind before holding holding a sword because even if we are protected, there are some dangers behind it that, that we have to be conscious about it. So uh, again, to going back to your question, it can be uh, one week of classes or it can be three months. Uh, it, it depends on the person. Okay. And because I'm from martial art, uh, you say maestro and everything. There is there a title like for uh, students like and yeah, ranking and for like maybe when you're not maestro yet, but you're like not a student anymore. Maybe like when you're like in the kind of in between, do you have like some title? Really? Yes. Actually, maestro, it's uh, maybe some people. Yeah. Some, well, some people, maybe they are going to hang me because for saying maestro because uh, only a maestro can, can, uh, put someone else as a maestro, but, but the old maestros, they all died. So nowadays who decides who's a maestro? There are organizations, uh, some organizations in Europe that they started doing it. And actually in Spain, uh, the, the big association that there is, uh, the, the, the Spanish Association of uh, Historical Fencing started doing um, maestro titles. And then some ranks uh, under it. Uh, they have to pass uh, several exams. Uh, for me, I would call instead of maestro officially, I would call instructors. And for instructors, what yeah, what they need to do is to have a certain knowledge, like with with a base of knowledge of uh, technique, uh, ethics, and um, uh, uh, sparring time. I think it's easy to become a, an instructor because it's an art that not everyone knows and it's easy to acquire a base and, and teach it to other people. And I have an historical question. What do you, what do you think that is the reason uh, that made European uh, fencing and sword fighting less um, upfront? I mean... It, it it's it's part of our history as uh, Westerners, right? And uh, it's pretty much not really there. We know that exists, but it make some kind of a comeback uh, with historical aspect like you. Like I I see many guys fighting with axe and real armor, like medieval fighters. It, it, that kind of fight made a comeback, but the traditional fencing. It's kind of an Olympic thing, but not a mainstream mm -hmm. sport. So, what do you, what do yeah, you think that well, caused I, that? I, I get, I get what you're asking because again, they are gonna hang me, and this time it's gonna be an, another kind of people because I wanna blame the sport fencing, the Olympic fencing that you see with the with the quarantinas going back and forth. So, so uh, this discipline, in order to make it safe and 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 competitive they had to start putting a lot of rules limiting what you can do what you cannot do and one of the ways to do that was uh, to make the olympic fencing that uh, we know now nowadays um, i think that displaced the techniques the movements and the type of sword that we had before 
And it's just now that people started resurrecting it uh, at the, the beginning of the 90s. We started having swords that they bend. Uh, they are made of carbon steel that they don't break. Uh, or if they break, they even can break in a safety way, the, the good swords. And we have uh, good jackets, uh, good masks, a lot of equipment that maybe 100 years ago it will be like still uh, unsafe to, to, to have it or to achieve. Because historical sword fighting is, uh, has always been present in, in movies and pop culture. Zorro, we named, we named that uh, sooner uh, off record. Zorro was always there. Uh, the Three Musketeers, mm -hmm. uh, all that was always there. Even Pirate of the Caribbean, in some way. Mm -hmm. And despite of that, that the, yeah, that's not more mainstream. It's it, I can't understand why because I saw all your sword and I was like excited, like a little boy <laughs> at the beginning. I was like, "Whoa, that's really cool! I want to do that!" Blah blah blah. But why? Okay. Yeah. But I I think Manu and it's it's just like an assumption I'm yeah, making. Yeah, yeah, it's sure. a a little bit like kendo. Yeah, you know, or or kenjutsu. Mm -hmm. It's because it's much more like kids at a younger age don't start practicing weapon, mm -hmm. so people start uh, later on. So I think that's why maybe it's less mainstream because like kids don't do it, mm -hmm. and so you know it's just adults who do it. But like, uh, yeah, I, I I don't get it why we don't see it like as often as other sport mm -hmm. on. Uh, on TV because it's really, it's really nice to see people fight with weapon and some that can, you know, I know you, you can cut because you have your gear and stuff, but like just knowing that you could is, is, is good. Enough yeah. It's me. pretty exciting. Yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah. also we, we compete with many, nowadays we compete with many, not all martial arts, but a lot of hobbies. Uh, mm -hmm. all the kids, they are busy doing or piano or English or anything and finding our place is very difficult. Like, uh, yeah. For, At what age can they start fencing? Like the, yeah. the sooner? The, It's a good question. Like, like any kid with, can start with, with things like this, for example. The wood. But, mm. but of course, it's not the same. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, okay, it's not wood, it's plastic. It's a okay. plastic. It's more for the yeah, technique. Exactly. For the technique. Yeah. So, so um, this summer, for example, I went to Ontario to a school of a friend and they had kids four or five years old already holding uh, like a FPS of Olympic FPS, like they, they look more more like this one, like the small sword. Okay, they're mm -hmm. still flexible, but but they, it's a metal. And and they were already using that. They had a mini mask of a metal mm -hmm. protector. And, and That's cute. they couldn't even walk properly because of, for that age they cannot walk. And they were holding a sword, and I was I was shocked. I was like, "Wow, this is my dream come true." So for me, at any age, uh, of course, you have to you have to find the group, uh, a balanced group of ages, uh, yeah, to, yeah. to be compatible between them. In our class. I mean, it's like it's like with us in karate. I mean, if the kid is not well teached, if he's oriented to be violent, he will be violent. If he's well teached, he yeah. But it's not only that. Like parents, when they see staff the bow, mm. they're really like, oh, okay. But when you take a katana or something, like, oh, no, no, no sword. I'm like, come on, this is. I'm not gonna show him like to to, to do stuff like this. But like, it's kid. And know? God so knows you can. Th be, that's why you I can ask. be dangerous with a staff too. So it's all a notion of 
be yeah, well it's, it's in the mind. Yeah, right? what what I was thinking myself because of course when you see a sword, for example, if I show you a dagger that we use, this is the mangosh, okay, the left hand uh, dagger that we use. If you see it, mm. well, it's just scary when it has a serrated yeah. uh, blade in order to catch the blade of the other one and, and catch it. So it's, it's it doesn't it doesn't cut. <laughs> <laughs> so it's understandable that some parents would get scared of that and say, "Oh, it's not safe." Yeah, yeah. So so what I'm planning to do one day it's 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 uh, put myself in a diagram show show all of the fractures that I had in my life because I broke more than ten bones. And no, almost none of them had been doing fencing. It had been doing uh, basketball, soccer, uh, snowboard, anything but fencing. Because we have so much protection, so we take so much care about what we do. We control the movements that we do that, that it, it's a safe thing. It's not about being powerful. It's about to be fast and precise and to be at the good point, exactly. the good spot. It's all about exactly. techniques, right? I think I, it's right? a good moment to distinguish the historical fencing from what it's called Bohurt. I don't know if you ever heard about it. It's it's uh, maybe you will find if you put Battle Royale or Battle of Nations. It's it's people that they get dressed with armor. They have a ring made of sand. They hit themselves with a huge axes or halberds. And when they fall down, it's because they are uh, unconscious or, or, or maybe half dead. Yeah, <laughs> it does exist. That's a real thing. It's a That's real happening thing. right now. Like in, the, okay. the team of Canada went and when they came back in the airport, all of them had broken bones. Okay. So that's wow. that's that's something I would never do. It's it's very unconscious. Uh, and the people that they fall down, it's it's because they are really severely injured during the that, that competition. So yeah, that's bad. <laughs> Especially when, when wow. they fight against the Russians. The Russians, they say that when, when they fall, it's not because they are unconscious, it's because they are dead, because they are fighting until the death. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're training with bears and stuff yes. in Siberia. Yes. No, no, seriously, something that I will never do. Uh, uh, this yeah. is safe, uh, relatively safe, uh, because as any sport can be, and it's mm. it's really fun. Uh, it's 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 something to enjoy. I, I have kind of a cliche question, but I think it's still uh, relevant. Yeah, relevant. Uh, you 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 come from Spain, right? Uh, so it's kind of asking a Japanese: Was there uh, fencing historically in your family, right? Because Spain and fencing in my head it comes together, right? Kind of. Well, uh, it's fun that you mentioned it because no, no one asked me like directly that question, but in the, my grandma, my grandpa's house, uh, there was a symbol of the Templars, meaning the Templar Knights, uh, were, were there, were living in that house, uh, hundreds of years ago. Uh, so, so may, maybe there is something, uh, about about that in my family i don't know i know we have a coat of arms and also the templars they were uh, celibataire they couldn't they couldn't marry or have kids so it will be rare but who knows 
So you're like the only one in your family doing this. There, there is not. A, yes, no, no. It's, it's not a thing. Yeah, right. It's no, not as not rare thing. in Spain that it is here, basically. But what is true is that in in Spain there are a lot of clubs of uh, the the rapier sword, the, the the Spanish one or the the Spanish style one. That is this one. And where where if you go to to the rest of Canada, for example, United States, is more the long sword. The long sword is the sword with two hands. Uh, uh, yeah. I also long sword. More like the brave art one. Exactly. Uh, good, good, kind good of. example. Okay. So, so I, for example, I practiced long sword for seven years, but with long sword, I had some fractures, uh, finger fractures. Uh, and it's too hard. It's yeah. it's heavy. Or like in The Witcher. Yeah. Mm. And. The big yeah. two-handed sword, yeah. man, that's insane. But uh, the only thing I can think of with Spain and sword is uh, the when they kill the bull. Yes. With the, uh, like the corrida. Yeah. 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 The corrida, yeah, when they kill the bull. Is that a sword that you have, guys? It's kind of, it's, it's very similar. It's a very similar sword to... to yeah, because it's, yeah. A, it's a thin to, 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 to this one. Something like this. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. it's prevent in order to go through the through the back of the animal and go to towards the heart and oh, yeah God. it's very brutal i have seen one one and i don't want to see more and and they also use the cape uh, okay. it's not it's not coincidence that they are using a cape of and a sword because those mm -hmm. were the weapons that you have on the street when you're fighting uh, other people that mm -hmm. uh, that you encounter Okay. Okay. So, uh, right now, uh, for how long did you teach in Quebec? What is the situation of your school? What is your plan? What What's happening right now for you? So we just started in September. Uh, me, I have been teaching in in Quebec uh, since I arrived in 2016. Uh, since I arrived from Spain, and in Quebec there are different clubs. We have in uh, Sherbrooke another club. We have in Ke in Quebec. They, they do um, uh, historical fencing, but they don't follow any particular treatise. And me, myself, I'm still teaching in, uh, in Montreal also in another club that is called uh, La Compagnie Medieval, that they do long sword saber and, and rapier. And from time to time, I'm doing uh, some seminars of uh, four hours in, uh, ne next to Gatineau in uh, Wakefield in Quebec. Okay. Every two Cool. So you're close yeah, to both of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so every two, three months, uh, I do workshop for four hours. Uh, I give them, I give them some some booklets. Um, I think maybe here I have uh, uh, some like booklets like this, uh, where where I put them notes, where exercises to do uh, in the classes. They are all like uh, from historical uh, manuals that uh, I they can find in the internet and. As I said, my goal is to, to teach this and to, to expand it to as many people as possible. Yeah, it's really nice. And let's say someone wants to do a seminar. Um, did they need to have any basis or they can call you or write to you and say, I want to do the seminar, but I don't have any sword. I don't have any basics. How does no it No problem. Works? You have hands, uh, at least one. You can you can come and, and enjoy with us. Uh, I adapt to all the levels, all the knowledges, uh, all the ages. As I told you, I had four or five-year-old kids. 
in our club in Laval, um, we are all adults. Like the only problem of, okay. of having just one kid is that it will be one kid with all the rest of the adults. Maybe he or she wouldn't have fun because it's not the type of people that. that yeah, you would need to do like in in karate school have like a class yeah. for little and mm -hmm. a class for adults if you if you wanted to do that because of course the kid won't follow the, yeah, the that, that's mm -hmm. the difficult part. But but once we have enough people, uh, like uh, why not? We could have a senior, uh, an advanced uh, elite class because sometimes there are people that they want to do hardcore that I can tell them to do push-ups and they would do push-ups. Other people they. I would tell them to do push-ups, like, no, I'm here to, pl to play with the sword. Like, what's that push-up? Uh, people complaining? I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Uh, and what is the good physical training for uh, a fencer, for somebody doing fencing like you? What is the good, like, skills to develop if you want to be good at this? I guess you need explosion. Yeah, like, to probably, you know, similar you to you a you fighter. You but does that, but not always, because particularly the stretcher, it's very, uh, how to say, it's very lazy. The, we we walk a lot around the, the opponent, just waiting for the opportunity to, to strike the open window. So sometimes it's not us who 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 jump to that open, open window, but we create the opening and when the opponent enters to strike us, we have it the opening uh, to, to strike the other one. So I'm always saying to my students to be lazy, but to be fast of reflexes in your hand and in your mind to know all the movements that they can do. And one of the movements that I always teach them or, or I tell them to do at home, it's to just have a hammer in the hand, okay. move it around and do the steps that we do in the class, like forward, backward, to the sides. Just to have a weight exactly. in the hand. Because once okay. you're used to the weight, you know how to how all the movements that you can do, it's, it's very fast to react to the movement of the opponent. And uh, what would you say is the biggest misconception about fencing? What is the biggest mistake or biggest, yeah, biggest misconception people have when they come to see you and they say, oh, it's not like I I thought it was. Yeah, uh, the, the, the thing is that the movies, they, they hurt us a lot. The, the thing that we see in the movies are very harmful because you see swords doing cling, 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 cling for like five mm -hmm. minutes. And mm -hmm. a good fencer won't do more than three movements. We'll do one, enter, and hit the other one and finish the finish there. Is, yeah, is, it's not supposed to be for like 15 minutes. It's like two or three strike and you're you're out. And right? if you see a, a, any point. movie of, of sword fighting, like you can stop the image at any moment and say why why he's not hurting that person. Like the sword is there, the head is there. You, he's not moving towards the head. It's moving towards the sword of the other one. It doesn't make sense. So I'm telling them that a fight, it's one minute, not even that. It's it's 15 seconds, 20 seconds. You cannot be longer than that, especially if you have a long battle ahead of you. You cannot spend mm -hmm. five minutes with an opponent and then kill, kill the rest thousand. No. You don't want to waste the energy with yeah. one person if you're on a battlefield, right? Yeah. I, uh, I, I, the other day I had a, a new guy coming and he took the sword. After five minutes, he was tired, and I said, "Now imagine that you were in the northern of Europe, 
fighting uh, with the people from Netherlands for like six, seven hours. You are dying of dysentery, <laughs> but you still have to fight them. <laughs> Right. So just imagine, it's like, yeah, yeah, I see, I see. <laughs> we need to get better at that. Mm. So like in a fencing fight, the rules are, uh, what is the rules like to win a fight? How does it actually happen? It's like, like it's one minute, the yeah, most point, how it does depends, it work? It depends on the tournament. So know. there are many tournaments, look, I can, I can. Organization I can or use, tournament? For example, we can, we can talk about the sparring, but in the sparring, what we count it's it's hits to the head cuts or thrust okay uh thrust in any place of the torso okay and especially cuts when they go to the to the principal arm okay why because it's the arm that it's holding the sword like uh, a thrust or a cut in the other arm i would ignore it because if i'm not holding anything there uh, i could lose the arm but it's always important still to to notify, to point, to score, because in all times any injured uh, will kill you in three, four days, one week, ten days, because everyone was getting infected. So so we are counting like little points. Uh, in some tournaments they say three to the head, two points to the torso, and maybe they do the one, the first one who scores ten points wins. And, and then they add up the the point and at the end of the fight you yeah, have like the most like, point win and how long is a fight like it's sometimes they do one minute one minute and a half uh, and you would see that that because many fighters are like rushing into each other they will finish the fight like maybe in 30 seconds how can the fight finish in 30 seconds? Because they don't no, have no, stamina because, because or they, enough they, point they, has they been scored. They hit themselves so much in the 30 seconds, thinking that you are you are stopping the chrono every time they hit. Okay, So imagine 3, 3, 3, okay. 3, 3, they would reach to, to 10 points. Uh, so each time there's a point, there's a stop. Yeah. Okay, it's like the point. Okay, okay, okay. And you, you say the, the arm that's that, that has the, the, the sword, so you can be left-handed yes. and right-handed? Yes. Uh, it depends. Okay, because I know in in like the katana oh, wow. is only right-handed. You cannot be left-handed. It's like get used to it. You're yeah, right-handed. Not, <laughs> so fencing, fencing, yes, you have yes. like the choice. And and actually, in the old treatises, they were uh, treatises of the 17th century. They are already talking about how to fence someone who's using the the left hand. I mean, but yeah, because being left-handed is a yeah. huge advantage. Because people aren't used to that. They are yeah, used and, to that's why I tell to the left-handed. Uh, because uh, at first, for them, it's like, oh, I'm learning all the movements, but but you guys are teaching me like in the other side, and it's difficult for them to learn it to 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 follow the class. But at the end, they are better fighters because of what you said. That it's it's, it's difficult to get used to them. Mm -hmm. exactly yeah i have a lot of fighters and uh, sometimes i'm doing like hey you're right left-handed no i'm not I'm like you are like trust me it's gonna be good at, at, at the long-term shot <laughs> yeah and and sometimes they they you can surprise someone if you change the sword from hand to hand it's oh you, you can, can switch that. Side I actually did that in the in the finals of oh. boston in a tournament, I did that because my opponent was left-handed and I changed it to the left hand, but I lost the point. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. 
Uh, it must be hard, but it, it must have destabilized him, you know? Like was, well, I got oh, the crowd. He, he thought he was going to fight a right one. It's kind of like switching at the last minute and inspiring to like, right, Jay? It's, it's like you want to try it or you want to try a spinning kick uh, to surprise the other, but yeah, you gotta switch it, side, yeah. it, it, it can be a, it can be against you tricky if you're not fast mm -hmm. enough. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, that's interesting. Really? So, uh, so that. as and do you have uh, because it's not medieval fighting, so there's no shield, right, of any kind. No, um, there's no like not not well for rapier. We have the the rotella one. I have it in the basement now. I, I should have thought in bringing it. It's, oh, it's, it's, cool. it's a big round uh, shield that goes in the left. The the Italians were using it a lot. Uh, Okay. But also we we find um, that the tars with the basket hill that uh, was also do, done uh, not a long time ago in the 18th century we can find tars. But also if we go in older times like 11th century, 10th century, they had the small bouclier, the buckler, and mm -hmm. they were using that with the Bolognese uh, sword or the I-33. All right, cool. Cool. So, Andre, I think uh, I ask all my questions. I don't know, Jay, if you have others, but we keep you definitely for a few mi more minutes for the Patreon because we have a bonus section and I think we will have more casual questions for you, more little boys question, maybe talking about uh, our fencing heroes, movies and stuff. So uh, thank you very much to come uh, with us thank tonight. You for me again. And I hope that people will contact you because it's really thrilling what you're doing and what you're teaching. And uh, as we speak uh, off air, my son <laughs> is really interested right now. So uh, we will definitely uh, keep in touch. And I hope that people will contact you more because it's sure. really nice. 